Hey there, and welcome to episode 94 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. If you are a food, beverage, or taxable grocery brand who makes sales pitches over emails, this episode is for you. In today's very quick show, I'm sharing one thing, one crucial thing that you can change in your sales emails that will lead to more appointments to drop off samples, more tasting meetings, and more yeses to landing on those shelves. I promise you in the next five minutes, you'll have a big takeaway of what to switch up for your sales emails. So let's get right to it. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. I'm so excited to share the news that BrandCamp, my free five-day workshop for food and beverage founders, is coming back on Monday, June 7th, and registration is now open. Jumpstart your sales with five days of quick online trainings. I have had thousands of brands take BrandCamp in the past, and the success that you can find in less than 10 minutes a day is simply incredible. Register for free in the show notes or at takebrandcamp.com. You are going to be one step closer to gaining more shelf space and having higher sales once you do. I'll see you soon in camp. Okay, my whizzes, let's get right in today, into today's super short episode. Today, I am sharing one thing that you can change immediately in your sales emails, which I know is going to make a big difference in that response rate that you get from wholesale buyers. When I was a buyer, I would get dozens of email pitches every single week in my inbox, introducing me to new brands and new product lines. And it goes without saying that I used to get a ton of generic mass email notes without any personalization or indicator that the sender knew me and knew the company that I worked for, let alone our product mix and what we currently carried in their category. But personalization and moving beyond those mass email campaigns is not what I'm going to lecture you about today. I'm going to make the assumption that you already know that you need to do your homework ahead of of time and you need to personalize your emails to that store's individual buyer, citing exactly why you are a great fit for their store in particular, right? You guys already got that. Today, we are talking about this simple concept of moving that relationship forward with every single email that you send. Here's here's a mistake that I typically see. I I would see it in my own inbox when I was a buyer. I see it when retail ready students start drafting their sales emails and run their practice pitches by me. It is a universal mistake. The mistake is not clearly having a call to action in your email direct, directing where you want the relationship to go moving forward. A call to action, or a CTA for short, is a classic marketing term that simply means a clear prompt on what you want that person to do next. So for example, you might land on my website and you get a pop-up that prompts you to enter your email address and get on my mailing list. That is a crystal clear call to action. Fill out this pop-up and get on my list. 
Here is what this looks like when you make this mistake in your sales emails. So you present your product line in the email, you attach a price list and your sell sheet, and then your last line of your email might read something like, hope to hear from you soon, or thanks for your time, or take care, or I'd love to be on your shelves, comma, Allie, you know, whatever, whatever that name is. So while this might seem nice and cheery and polite, and it is, don't get me wrong, it's also important to recognize that this is a really passive way to end your email, and it doesn't direct the relationship forward. When the email signs off with a hope to hear from you soon, it's really easy to, frankly, ignore it or delete it or just not prioritize it. There is no clear call to action on what you want that buyer to do next. So this mistake continues, and perhaps you email again in two weeks, popping back to the top of their inbox. You cite some great press that you had recently. You talk about why your product is perfect for their summertime display. You say, hope you're having a great summer, and you sign off. (laughs) Again, not the way you want to end this email. Where is the call to action there? What do you want that buyer to do next? So let's talk about what you do instead. You recognize that each email must end with a call to action for the buyer and a super clear prompt on where you want that relationship to go next and how you want the buyer to proceed. And here's where you've got to put on your CEO hat and determine exactly what you, you, you personally want to happen next. Maybe it's that you want to ship samples or that you want the buyer to place a first order because you've already shipped samples. Or maybe you want to come by with product and have a tasting appointment. Maybe you want to do a demo, right? Maybe we can do those now. (laughs) You want to run a promotion or you want to get featured in that store's summertime grilling display, whatever it is. Is you have to clearly state it to the buyer. It's not being pushy, it's effective. Here's what that might look like, right? When you do it well, you write that super short, super concise, personalized email explaining why your product is a good fit for that particular account. Don't forget, we talk about this in retail ready. You use bullet points. You keep it super succinct. You attach your sell sheet and your price list. If you're a student inside of retail ready and you're listening now, you can use our scripted success formula where you can customize it for your own product line and the unique store that you're pitching. But here's the kicker in drafting that email. You craft that last sentence to outline exactly what you want to happen next. It could be as simple as, I'd love to get samples in your hands. Can I meet with you for five minutes next Friday, June 4th at 10 o'clock a.m.? There you go. Super straightforward. And you have left that buyer with a clear ask. If you can come by and drop off samples next Friday, the ball is now in the buyer's court and they know exactly how to respond. What's more, if they don't respond, you have a really clear way to follow up and keep the conversation going. I love the simple change, this little tip, because it is so straightforward. It is simple to do. So it seems In a way, it seems so obvious, right? That you need to come out and straight up ask what you want in that relationship. 
And yet it seems really hard for people to do. We think that we need to be polite. We do to some extent. (laughs) And we think that that buyer is going to tell us if they want to proceed. But here's the deal. You've heard me say this before. The buyer is busy and you have to make it easy on them. Outline what you want to happen next. And they are much, much more likely to follow your lead. So there you have it, my whizzes. I promised you a really short episode and there you have it. There was my number one thing that you can do to increase those sales and your buyer responses uh, and have that very clear call to action that keeps that relationship moving forward with every single touch point. We don't have time for the back and forth and the back and forth. You want to have that buyer commit to moving forward from that very first email. And the easiest way to do that is to come out and ask them, tell them what you want to happen next. All right. I hope that landed with you. And I can't wait for you to swap out your closing sentences on your sales emails and see what responses you get. There is no time to be wishy-washy about what you're looking for in these new account relationships. Your buyers are going to thank you. and you're, You are going to save a whole lot of time and you are going to stop wondering what you need to do to seal the deal. So as always, thank you for tuning in today. I want to know what you thought of this super speedy episode. So let me know. Let me know directly on Instagram. You can find me at It's Ali Ball or inside of our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group. Tell me how you liked this short episode. If you guys like them, I'll do more of them. So I would love to see the before and the after of your sales emails. Come on over and let me know. Show them to me. So again, you can find me both on Instagram and in my Food Biz Whiz Facebook group. Both will be linked in today's show notes. So I will see you right back here next week. Have a good one and we'll talk soon. Bye. If you love the Food Biz Whiz podcast, you have to join me in Brand Camp. Brand Camp is my free five-day online workshop for food and beverage producers who are looking to increase their sales this year. We'll cover topics like e-commerce for brick and mortar sales, navigating a successful virtual buyer pitch, articulating your target audience, and a whole lot more. We start on Monday, June 7th, and we'll spend 10 minutes a day together, Monday through Friday, getting you set up to scale your food business. Register for free at takebrandcamp.com or directly in the show notes. I cannot wait to support you in Brandcamp. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.